0: afternoon, everybody, and welcome to this special edition here of On Deck here with me, Charles Bradge Richie, and uh, hopefully joining us a little bit soon uh, today will be uh, Reese the Ruler. Uh, getting ready to reach into our bag of tricks today on this show as it is Halloween uh, Saturday here today, and also election week coming up in the next few days. Make sure to go ahead and vote uh, for more of the On Deck on CSR shows. Uh, you can definitely catch us every Saturdays from 1 to 2 p.m. Central Standard time. Uh, of course, uh, me, Charles, Project Richie, which I also host the Seal Podcast, which you can hear throughout Mondays and Wednesdays, now at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, uh, which you can catch me. And uh, you can also catch my man, uh, Reese the Ruler. He also does a show WeCo Wednesday. Uh, Make sure to check him out on their social media platforms. Uh, For us, you can follow us on social media. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Project Richie. And then you can also follow my man, Reese The Ruler. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at ISCR3 with Nettlebolt. And then you can also check him out on Facebook at Kimo Get ready to get into a good one. Like I said, an exciting one right now. Uh, beginning right now with some MLB upper deck to start off uh, this show right now. Uh, as everyone has heard the news right now, Tony La Russa, believe it or not, uh, which has been a uh, being reported the last couple of weeks about him possibly returning to the White Sox to manage this ball club. And uh, we've been hearing on many uh, platforms possibly be him being a good fit with the Sox, uh, possibly as their manager. Uh, he was their four-year manager all-time with the team. And really, I mean, at the end of the day, too, I mean, this is a guy who's been away for a long time as we take a look at it. And when you really look at a guy like Larusa, I mean, granted he's been away for about ten years, uh, well over a decade. I mean, but at the end of the day, too, a guy like uh, Tony Larusa, who's been a manager of the year four times, three-time World Series winner, uh, been to the pennant six times for a four and two record. I mean, he knows what it's like to get it done. I think there are some definitely some interesting uh, comments about how he's going to be able to connect to these today's uh, players, because don't forget. Uh, Mind you, there was a very controversial uh, comment he was making on right around the time when Colin Kaepernick uh, made his kneeling uh, stance back in 2016. Uh, Here's what LaRusso had to say. This was uh, being uh, brought back up on the air uh, on uh, K, J, and Z on ESPN. Uh, Check this out real quick to only LaRusso's comments. I would not allow it on my team because I think respect for this country, the flag. I know what the, the Constitution says, but I also know you have some rights as an organization. And I really I really distrust Kaepernick's sincerity. I was there in the Bay Area when he first was a star, a real star. I never once saw him do anything but promote himself. And all of a sudden now he's a second stringer and, and he's got this uh, this mission to... I just don't trust his sincerity. And even if he was sincere, there's ways to express your your belief in you know some of the issues that, that face black blacks around this country without disrespecting the country you live in or the flag that it represents. Absolutely would not allow it. Okay. So there you have it right there. I mean, him expressing, like, his uh, questioning his sincerity right there. And also, too, one of the biggest uh, talks about a guy like LaRusso was how he's going to be able to, like, uh, condone uh, players. Because uh, one of the things, too, is a guy like Dave Kaplan uh, here on ESPN Chicago, who hosts a radio show, co-hosts along with uh, Jonathan Hood, with Cap and Hood here uh, just basically say, like, uh, how he's had to deal with personalities before. I mean, look at a guy like Ricky Harrison, or even guys like Jose Canseco, uh, Mark McGuire. I mean, he's had a share of strong personalities before. I think the only question is, uh, when you look at a guy who's been away this long, it's just a, I mean, listen, I mean, you've been away for 10 years. My biggest uh, question, I mean, it was of course personalities of the players, but, the analytics of the game right now, because we're seeing the way baseball is being uh, managed from a totally different perspective right there. And you saw it proven once again uh, back on Tuesday evening when the Dodgers did close out the Rays for their seventh World Series title there, now 7-14 in the biggest stance all time. But I got to believe for right now, the, the, the question is, I mean, like right now, I mean, a guy like Tony Larusa. I mean, you better believe, I mean, he'd be doing stuff like when he last previously managed game. There was no to replay when he was around, with the exception if a ball was fair for a home run or not. I mean, that's just about it. But I mean, he's done a whale of a job as far as converting uh, pitchers in the bullpen pitchers, bullpen pitchers in the starting pitchers. I mean, don't forget, I mean, once upon a time, too, there was also a guy... Uh, by a name a long time ago, Rick Ankiel, member who started off as a pitcher in his uh, career, and up until like around like uh, two thousand one, I mean he started like having issues with his mechanics right there. He was not finding the strike zone at one point, so later on he made a big transition to become a batter. I mean, this is a guy who, when you look at him, he pitched for not even like three seasons before he started going haywire right there. It started happening around 2000, I want to say. But, I mean, a guy who came back, I mean, back in, what, 2007 as a regular batter right here, was able to do a lot for this team. Was just able to squeeze a lot out of him. I mean, uh, granted, I mean, this was a guy right here who... At the end of the day, I mean, just as an example, he was able to help turn his career around and find a way to be a true contributor to the game. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, this guy started uh, batting like probably I'd say like in the mid two hundreds. I mean, two forty uh, batting average career. At the end of the day, but but still, I mean, yeah, a guy like Larusso who's very street smart of the game. I mean, when you uh, take a look at it. I mean, this is the guy right here. Uh, like I said, I mean, the only other guy who I could think that would probably come a little bit closer to, like, Larusa's level is Jim Leland. Granted, he's only won one World Series with the Miami Marlins, the Florida Marlins, back in the day when he did. His, his solo one being back in 1997, 23 years ago. But I think a guy like Tony Larusa. Uh, coming back to like a team like the White Sox, a team who is sizzling right now, a team who is very well positioned to uh, get a World Series title in the next few years with this core group of talent you got on here. And I, I think the White Sox right now, too, I mean, a lot of people, including myself, I definitely, when I first heard the headline that he was going to be their manager once again, I was not really... Uh, pulling up the thumb of approval on this ball club. I really wasn't. I mean, just simple for the fact, I think they could have done a little bit better. I mean, one of my top choices, I'm not going to lie, would have probably been a guy like A.J. Hinch, former Astros manager. Granted, he's been involved with the cheating scandal more than possible. But I mean, at the same time, too, I mean, when constructed with a good team, he's been proven that he can manage. I know there's so little controversy around that, but at the end of the day, too, I, I really start to believe, like this guy right here. I mean, he he could he could do well with a team here, and I I just really uh just curious right now how he's gonna find a way to connect. I mean, look at a guy like Mike McCarthy in the NFL with the Green Bay Packers. Are we gonna have to be co- recognized with a situation like that? where you're not going to be having people wanting to warm up to him? Is he going to have struggles understanding the locker room? I I think those are some legitimate concerns with the return of a guy like Tony LaRussa. I mean, at the end of the day, the Rick Hahn and Jerry Reinsworth, did they make a mistake? I mean, was this a feel-good moment where they wanted to right or wrong? And not only that, too. I mean, Jerry Reinsworth, Reinsdorf at the end of the day, I mean, when you look at it, too, I mean, a guy who's in his 80s at the age of 84 will be turning 85 uh, this coming February. I mean, you got to believe how much longer is he going to be able to like stick around as the Sox uh, owner and chairman? I mean, that's the thing, too. I mean, you got to believe. I mean, I haven't heard any health issues with him, but at some time, too, I mean, this is a guy who's been motivated by stiflers in this media and people across the baseball world. I mean, most recently, 15 years ago, I mean, you had a guy, I don't know if many people remember this, uh, not, not so much for the younger folks, but the people growing up like around my age and older, an annoying beat writer for the Chicago Sun-Times, Jay Mariotti. Jay Mariotti at the end of the day, I mean, he had a radio show on ESPN 1000 back in the day, don't forget that. Uh or, on ESPN Chicago, and he made some heavy, strong remarks on a guy like Reinsdorf. I mean, a guy like Reinsdorf at that point in time who had not won a World Series ever as an owner. I mean, it's a guy who's been, I mean, pretty much, like, slammed for possibly being part of the strike that happened in 1994. And not only that, I mean, this is a team who can never figure out a pitching staff they always, a team that was always well-known for hitting for power, playing 500 ball, I mean, at the end of the day, but that, at, at that point in time, he did enough to fire him up where he got him off the air, I mean, obviously, he still contributed for this town up until like about 2008, but they made some moves right there where they made a trade Well, they made some acquisitions where they got Scott Pesednik, they got rid of Carlos Lee, Magalero Adonias, they got Jermaine Dye, along with some pitching finally. And I remember looking back at that 2004 offseason, you know what? The acquisitions that they made, I knew it was going to be enough to win the World Series. I knew they were going to be high favorites, if not win the World Series. I really felt that strongly about them. This right here, getting a guy like Tony LaRussa, I mean, listen, I'm not saying Rymsworth is going to be going anywhere real soon. But at some point, too, I mean, you wait a long time. The World Series for a guy like Reinsworth, I mean, where he wants to come across is showing how much he can win at all. I mean, I believe he does want to win. I'm not saying he doesn't. But here's the thing. A lot of people continue to recognize this guy as a businessman majority-wise. A guy who has been one of the few owners, I mean, in sports, uh, to be winning is in two different sports Six NBA championships, along with a World Series title. The World Series title will always be that elusive one that he has been chasing for quite some time. I just really start to look at it right now. This Was this like his shut up moment to all the critics right there? who doesn't look at a guy who doesn't want to win. I'd like to hear your thoughts. Uh, We're talking of the acquisition of Tony LaRusso right now uh, with the Chicago White Sox right now. Uh, Feel free to leave me your comments. You can even tweet me up, hit me up on Twitter at Richie, or just leave a comment here on the Facebook page. I can follow on Twitter and Instagram once again at Richie. We're streaming live on ChicagolandSportsRadio.com and we'll see what continues to happen right now because... Let's be honest. I mean, when we look at a guy like uh, Rick Renteria, who was the last manager, everyone knew good, good, darn, good, darn, darn, and well that he was not going to be the guy that was going to take this team to the next step. Okay? I think Rick Renteria, at the end of the day, and I think no disrespect to a guy like him, he was always going to be a nice uh, setup man for wherever he went. Whereas with the Chicago Cubs or. Or anywhere else that he's uh, chosen to manage. Uh, it was just it was just never going to be a guy that you were going to count on to win in the long haul. I mean, he definitely felt that finally he was going to get a team to some postseason success. Make a playoff run. I mean, it ended up uh, turning out that they uh, lose to the Oakland Athletics. I believe it was in five games. So, I mean... But again, I don't think he, he deserves to go empty-handed, uh, walk off the field, not getting his recognition. So, I, I ponder this question to you, White Sox fans. What do you guys feel about this roster right now? I mean, a team who definitely gave some excitement, some hope for this season— Getting back to the playoffs. I mean, again, nothing is promised. Nothing is guaranteed. But I think you got to like their chances uh, right now coming back, I mean, with this lineup. When you still have guys, I mean, like uh, Dallas uh, Keiko, uh, where it's uh, Lucas Giolito. Uh, you also got Michael Kopech. I mean, much more guys that he can really do. I mean, get get out of here. I mean, then you still got a veteran here. Uh, with Jose Abreu uh, at the age of 33. I mean, Tim Harrison, who's probably right now, I mean, at at this point in his career, when you look at what he's done in his career with the White Sox, it's coming there in 2016. I mean, he's got a very respectable, I mean, like I said, I mean, like a slugging percentage of 443. I mean, still needs to be up there a little bit. But I mean, at the end of the day, too, when we also look at it, I mean, I mean, he's a guy who's uh proven to be one of the top guys in this uh, game here. If you ask me, a, g- a very great shortstop right now. I mean, for this past year. I mean, I mean, he's the guy that they love to build around, and he's been very consistent. Still looking to see for him to be an all-star appearance. So, again, uh, feel free to leave me your comments right now. Uh, I mean, as you got the Cubs on the other side of town right now, they're probably going in the opposite direction. They're probably going for uh, a a reload or probably close to a rebuild there. Bottom line, and I'm not sure how much uh, it's really good to feel excited on that side of town, but we shall see. Again, feel free to leave me your comments right now. Now we're going to go transition over into... Uh, the World Series uh controversy unfolded now as everyone uh, may recall the the reports were that uh Justin Turner uh he tested positive uh the day before what it sounds like and uh he uh, had to be pulled around the eighth inning of this game and he had to uh, isolate himself now the Dodgers like I said who have waited 32 years uh for this moment to be uh waiting that exclusive World Series title right now, and and, and you know what, I I tell you what, it's a very tough situation with a guy like uh, Justin Turner right there, a guy who's waited his whole career right here uh, to feel that moment, I mean, when you look at it, a guy who's played in this league for 12 seasons, seven of which with the Dodgers right now, and uh, he's been an All-Star before. I mean, as one of the guys who's definitely been cheated on the Dodgers team. I mean, you, you look at around what's happening with the city of Los Angeles right now, city of champions, once again, with the Lakers winning their NBA championship uh, back on October 11th and now the Los Angeles Dodgers here uh, back on October 27th. And I mean, the, the biggest thing that overshadows it a lot. And we, we had two countries actually uh, one beginning with, the Rays manager, uh, Kevin Cash, who decided to pull Blake Snell with one out in the sixth inning right there. Only had 73 uh, pitches in that contest. And it was just, it was prophetically sad to see uh, how that went down right there. I mean, and one of the biggest reasons why you see this game of baseball gets criticized, why is it taking away the fans? I mean, fans are like kind of like tuning out, not watching it. I mean, you see managers right now. I mean, they're they're going to be relying on their tablet, checking see what the analytics say as far as like when they should be having a pitcher, uh, pitch Pittsburgh amount of innings, or if they should pinch it. Uh, listen, at the end of the day, I don't care what it is. And I talked to Bob Pompiani of this of uh 937 The Fan in Pittsburgh. And when you look at a guy like uh Blake Snell, who's only allowed one or a run for that point, nine strikeouts only allowing two hits right there, 73 pitches, you're fighting for survival right there. You're down one game. Three games two is a scenario right there, and you're going to pull this guy. I mean, because of what the analytics are telling you. And I I just think that's a damn shame at the end of the day. I really do. It just just was not... It just just goes to show you right now how certain managers, I mean, how we view the game... uh, competing differently these days. I mean, it's not, I mean, the standards just seem to be going out the window. I mean, it's just, we're just seeing so many bullpen pitchers left and right. I mean, for matchups and based off amount, number of pitches. Uh, and when we talk about a guy like earlier here with uh, Tony Larusa. Many people would say he's one of the first guys who's like uh, started with analytics right here. So my question to you is right here, what was the biggest conspiracy that stood out in this World Series? Was it pulling Blake Snell uh, during the sixth inning? Or was it Justin Turner going onto the field, um, out to the celebration with his teammates, uh, receiving the trophy, and uh, without his mask, what was more that stood out for you? Justin Turner uh, coming back on the field after he was told to self-quarantine? Or Bucky Snell being pulled out of the game? Listen, if I had my choice, I understand the severity of this disease. Obviously, it's a deadly virus. But at the end of the day, I think people are finding ways to adapt. I'm not going to call it a selfish moment for Justin Turner. I get it. you What your whole career... You obviously want to do yourself the right way. You want to make sure what kind of image you're leaving that will that will stand out for people to look back on this. I mean, people are going to probably look, look at this as a stain on the World Series. It's, it's a damn shame that we're not talking about L.A., the city of Los Angeles. Both the Lakers and the Dodgers winning their respective world titles right there, especially for a Dodgers team who's waited 32 years the experience, their last World Championship. I, I just think that's sad that we're not putting a little bit more emphasis on that. I mean, I mean, there's also a lot more storylines we're missing out with that. Speak the witch. I mean, when you got a guy like Magic Johnson, the guy who's come in as part of this ownership group back in 2012. I mean, with the Dodgers right here. I mean, he's a guy who gets deserves uh, as much credit with that ownership group. Group. He helped do a very Big thing as far as like marketing this team properly, again the spotlight like they deserve. He brought showtime not only from the like the Lakers but to the baseball field as well. Why are we not talking about a guy like Magic Johnson? I mean, he's a guy who's ultimately I mean I understand we got the death of Kobe Bryant. That happened earlier in the year, but I got news for you too. I mean when you look at a guy like Magic Johnson, he just ultimately cemented his image as Mr LA. He really did. And I'm glad to see a guy like him, who's come over from the basketball world into the baseball element, has also been a part of not only three pennants, but finally a World Series championship for this team. I think that is freaking awesome. I don't want to be talking I don't want to be talking about continuously with Justin Turner with what he did. Listen, I'm on the side of the fence right now. I'm not gonna call that selfish. Because at the end of the day, if that was me, I guarantee you, I do everything I would to convince people for me to be on that field with my teammates. Obviously, I gotta do my best to social distance myself. I understand that part, but this is something you're you may not get back. His future is in, in doubt right now with this with this club right now. He's an unrestricted free agent in 2021. We're not sure if he's gonna be able to re-sign with this team. And you know what? It's it's just sickening. I I really do. I mean, the thing is, too, I mean, in the baseball world, I mean, basically went around, like, what, over 50 tests without, I mean, over 50 days without a positive test. And now, for this to come up? I mean, come on. Again, if you guys want to disagree with me, feel free to send me a tweet on Twitter, at Project Richie, or just feel free and... Comment live here on the Facebook page, on ChicagolandSportsRadio.com. We got more to get into in uh, just a second. Right now, uh, as we're talking, right now as we uh, take a look at it. I mean, MLB upper deck biggest controversy: uh, Blake Snell being pulled out of Game Six by Kevin, by manager Kevin Cash, or Justin Turner returning on the field after he was told to quarantine himself. I want to hear your thoughts and. Sox fans, please, feel free to leave me your comments right here. How, what's the level of excitement right now? Possibly. I know this has not been a popular hire with a lot of people. A lot of people have been uh, putting uh, Rick Hahn and Jerry Reinsdorf on the carpet for bringing a guy like Larusa. Maybe possibly showing loyalty, but I got to tell you, I'm excited for this White Sox club. I really do believe that they will win the World Series. I'm not sure if it's going to be with Larusa, but I got to tell you what. I think LaRusso, what he could do, he could definitely set the precedent in that clubhouse, the expectations, bring over some accountability, some discipline, just how he goes about trying to get to his players. I mean, because that's the thing people are wondering how much is the risk factor with Ritcon and Tony LaRusso? Because honestly, if I had another choice too, I would probably, if I had to add on my wish list, I would probably have chosen Bruce Bochi formerly of the Giants. Granted, he's got a losing record all time, but this is a guy who's won three World Series in five years. You got Toto La right now, I mean, in his career uh, at this point in time. I mean, when you look at everything, I mean, he's done, I mean, managerial-wise, I mean, he's top three in wins all time as a manager. I mean, you got the top three right here with uh, Kai uh, Mac, or the Pirates and the Athletics uh, with 3,755 career wins. And then you got second on that list, uh, Tony LaRusso with 2,798 victories right here. Uh, He's got a chance to pass right now on this list uh, for this season. Uh, John McGraw for regular season wins right now. Uh, Tony LaRusso says 2,728. John McGraw has 2,763 wins. He needs uh, 40, I mean, he needs 30, 36 more wins to pass John McGraw for second all time on regular season wins. So uh, we got more, much more to get into. We're going to go ahead and hit up this break here on On Deck as we got a little bit more. And we're going to wrap up with some NFL extra points here as the Bears go for a key matchup. I guess the New Orleans Saints, safe to say they're playing for their playoff lives. Uh, still got time to tell, but it's going to definitely be a key head to head matchup. They are number five in the playoff seating in the NFC. You're listening and watching now on deck on CSR, which me, Charles, and Roger Ritchie don't move a muscle.